fucking idiot, dude. <laughs> fuck you may have noticed the original fucking uh, Hellraiser episode got privated and then re-uploaded. Oof. <laughs> Who privated it? And well, you the reason it? for that, I privated it. So the, so the reason for that, on Friday, I was fucking rushing to get this uploaded because I did not have any extra time on the weekend. Right. I had a busy weekend. So I had to rush to get this edited. And when it was exporting to YouTube on Friday, I didn't really take any chance to like second chance it. So it was uploaded. It got uploaded Friday and or Saturday at 12 like usual. And yeah, with some gay porn or something accident. No, well then oh. Bryce is in the chat and he's like, "Man, I love like this the joke you guys made in the episode." And I was like, I don't think I made that joke in the in the Hellraiser episode. And I was like, is he not like maybe he didn't watch the Threads episode and he's watching it now to catch up. But then I was like, okay, I'm going to just hear if I made that joke in Hellraiser. So I listened to the Hellraiser episode and it was just the Threads audio. <laughs> <laughs> so I fucking uploaded the fucking Threads episode oh. fully unaware. So I put it into the editing bay edited the fucking final cut fully exported it and, and uploaded, uploaded it to youtube Christ. without noticing without fucking noticing that it was the wrong audio so Ooh. then monday i was like well monday i caught it tuesday i was in fucking mad dash to get it fucking uploaded like to get the hellraiser episode uploaded my computer's a fucking piece of shit so it's super slow to export stuff but I did eventually get it up to YouTube, so that's kind of why there was a... I just thought I'd be honest with the the viewer. With, with her fans. That, <laughs> with her fans. Of, yeah, of why that fucking happened, because I was, like, having a fucking panic attack. I was like, oh, well, the few viewers we have are fucking gone because of my fucking idiot idiocracy. So that's why that was such a weird fucking upload, and I do apologize for that. Incredible. Well, hey, thanks, Bryce, for catching that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, I I only did, did would you still have, have it did was... you still have the the Hellraiser title card, like all the flashy animations, and then we just started with threads. Yeah. No, everything was Hellraiser, <laughs> except for the audio. It was threads. I was like, fucking moron. So I was very upset about that. Hey, you know, at least we recorded the audio. It wasn't like the last three times when we just. That's true. We didn't lose it, so it wasn't a big. It wasn't a big. Uh, wasn't a big problem to fix, but it was uh, just a fucking moment of panic because I wasn't sure if I'd finished the editing for the Beyond. Betrayed. Bryce is probably sitting down. He's got the popcorn. It's a Friday night. He's excited, and it's just fucking Threads again. The exact same episode. <laughs> Maybe he didn't even listen to the Threads episode because. Like he, I feel like he would have caught on, or maybe he was sarcastically like pointing it out. Oh yeah, yeah. as he does. So he could have been like, "Oh, like oh, I love this joke, guys. Like <laughs> I'm glad you made it again. Like I thought maybe it could be like a sarcastic way, but maybe he didn't listen to it. So I don't know. Incredible. I guess we'll we'll hear about it tonight. He is good. Good yeah. lad. We'll have to figure it out when he listens to this one. Before um, we, so anyways, get... what did you? Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I, Go ahead. I just wanted to, to say a quick word. Coolio has passed away at the age of fifty-nine. He's he's resting in no. gangster paradise. <laughs> hey, at least what he made it past twenty-three, but that's really sad. Fucking Coolio. Who the fuck Coolio. is Coolio? He uh, he sang gangster <laughs> <laughs> gangsters paradise. That's the only song oh. I know about him. <laughs> 
Okay, my, well, that's a shame. I just thought I would come back. It's like, oh, I thought we were talking about cool and the gang. Cool and <laughs> the gang. I was like, he died at 59. Oh. I was like, man, 59, isn't that from like, aren't they from the 70s or something? But I thought he was saying celebration, Street. but. No, dude, so anyways, uh, how was your, what did you get up to? This weekend, that was kind of my, well, I got up to some stuff, but I'll ask you first. What did you get up to this weekend? Sure. Um, it, was a, it was a busy weekend. I was running between, uh, you know, all the different places I used to live and the kind of the friends I collected. Um, but I left one of the toasters behind because it was kind of like a ring dingy ass toaster. Like I got it secondhand when I just started like moving in there. And but it, like that's week before i moved out this is four years later this thing has been abused if you wanted toast you had to hold it down for 10 whole seconds because the string or the spring was so fucking busted that you had to like push it and wedge it in underneath a bit of like a wet oh, or metal like it, ledge or whatnot stick a knife in it it was a whole shebang and it wouldn't go up again right so it wouldn't ding so you just have to like start a fucking timer like okay minute and a half but then when i moved out i guess the new guy <laughs> They didn't tell him so he got it down but he didn't know he had to like lift it back up again like manually basically and ben was telling me an old roommate it sat there for like five minutes began to like smolder and like burn a little bit smoke was oh, coming fuck. up from it and then the fucking toaster exploded it was like this electric surge <laughs> that went through it the side metal plate flew out and it fucking uh destroyed five more fucking breakers every outlet in the house was gone that's fucking that's awesome <laughs> yes. and you just so you just moved out or is that your new place that that's the place i just moved out of like a few weeks back so fucking buddy buddy you you set a fuck that's an act of terrorism you've committed an act of terrorism against those new tenants dude that was a fucking home that's alone fucking trap funny <laughs> that's fucking awesome Jesus Christ. So, yeah, hopefully it doesn't come back to you. (laughs) I mean, they can't really scan it for fingerprints, hopefully. So just say that, like, oh, if they ask, say it was a perfectly fine toaster. What did you do to it? Yeah, what the fuck did you do? Can you buy me a new toaster? Why'd you break my toaster? That's (laughs) when I get, like, a suspicious fucking box in, like, the pack delivery or something. It's just a brand new toaster, and I use it for three years, and ends up being, like, a fucking bomb or something. Just they just send you off. a fucking pipe. They send you a pipe bomb. <laughs> An actual <laughs> pipe bomb. It's a fucking Amazon package with zero padding or anything, and then just a pipe bomb. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine? The whole front That'd of the house fucking... gone. That'd be fucking scary. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, dude. So. But yeah, so that was fucking funny. What about you, man? I didn't get up to too much. Well, well, that's a lot. I did get up to a lot. I had to uh, fucking stupid audio here. So I, I had to go to fucking. I was hanging out. I had to help my girlfriend dog sit again at her house, which is fine. But we wanted to go. The fall fair was in uh, town. So we wanted to go check that out. And this is in Bracebridge or uh, North Bay? No, this is in Huntsville. Oh, she came up? Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, she came up. So then we um, went to the fall fair, and it was really, really tiny. Like, they had, like, five flat rides, and usually they have, like, 10 or 12. Mm-hmm. so and a lot of people were really upset like we went in and we walked around like there's some other stuff to do and stuff i really just went just kind of for the novelty of it mm. and people were like i can't believe there's no fucking tilt a whirl like there were fucking people upset about it and i was like i feel like a lot of these rides that they move were probably left to rot over the over covid like 
during yeah, the COVID nineteen. So, I bet you like a good portion of these rides were probably fucking unrepairable, or not like at least no one knew about it until fucking they went to move it out, right? So, mm. I don't know. It was okay, but we rode three rides, and I rode the swing ride. You know the one that spins you around in the swing set yeah, yeah, yeah. and about halfway through that ride dude i got so fucking sick i was like oh and i've never been sick on rides before so i was like it's happening <laughs> I, I thought i was gonna I, fucking was, puke like dude i was so fucking i felt so ill and i was like almost i was almost about to say you gotta stop the fucking ride man i'm gonna stop. fucking puke but My back is luckily it stopped yeah. Dude, I had to lay down on a fucking picnic table for like 15 minutes. I was oh, so fucking goodness. like, oh, I was out of it, dude. I was fucking, I was drained. Man, it happened to me once when I went to Canada's Wonderland. I went on a few of those rides and I fucking sucked with any sort of like turbulence or whatnot. I was fucking, I felt hangover, hungover for the next three days. Like I was completely oh. deceased. <laughs> absolutely dude. shreds me. I went, I went to fuck Canada's Wonderland over the summer. And I remember the first, I haven't been on a ride in like, I think the last time I went on a ride was in high school and that was uh, Halloween Haunt. Mm. So like 2014 was the last time I went on a fucking roller coaster. God, that's almost a decade ago. And the first thing we did, we went on the fucking Leviathan, which is like the biggest roller coaster in Canada, like the steepest. Mm-hmm. And that was the first ride we did, dude. Oh, I fuck it. Like I had the worst headache after that. I was like all the G force hitting your fucking head. I was like, oh, and then we rode the back lot stunt coaster, which I think is like the f- one of the fastest ones other than the Leviathan. Like is it's like, like I don't know what. One? No, it's the oh. one that's like the Mini Coopers. Like it's like the little cars. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. it used to be called the Italian job, but then they changed owners and now it's called the Backlot Stunt Coaster. Mm. That one like shoots off super, super fast and then it goes immediately uphill. We went uphill and I swear to God, I fucking blacked out. Like all the vision was gone from my eyeballs. Like oh, all the blood God. just evacuated from my head. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing too good. So, it's a top gun fucking sequel. Yeah. Oh man, I was like melting probably. I probably looked so fucking distraught after that ride, but I'm getting too old for roller coasters, which getting is a sad day. Yeah. yeah, man, the fact that the fall fair was almost a decade ago makes me quite upset. Yeah. All right, what did you do? Anything you did that you'd recommend to the uh, anything you did that you'd recommend uh, play, watch, or or do? Uh few things, little things. Um, I started watching the 2022 obviously 2022 uh like the Dahmer show that came out like a few weeks ago on netflix watched uh literally a half hour of it <laughs> and it's really good oh you didn't like it no i liked it a lot but it's really really stressful like just the uh, oh, uh have you seen it uh dude i was gonna watch it i watched i came to the decision because grounded full release of grounded came out that, yeah. and i watched about 10 minutes last night and i was like i honestly would rather be playing grounded <laughs> so i had to fuck it i i played grounded instead but i've heard good things uh yeah. i believe that we are owed some kind of because i think that our friend Dahmer episode influenced <laughs> the release of that the show thing. so uh <laughs> netflix you 
Yeah, we need some royalties or something, Netflix. But no, I'm just fucking. Oh, but yeah. but I just uh, know the actor's really good, and he looks very much like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, he's in a whole bunch of things. I forgot what his name is, but he's like a just notorious serial killer in like every single thing he does. Kind of typecast a bit. Uh, no, it's uh, it's Quicksilver from oh, the Quicksilver. X Men: okay. Days of Future well, he, Past. He's done a, a good amount of like freak shit. Yeah, he's done American uh, Horror Story and stuff. Yeah, I recognize it somewhere. Is his name like Evan DDI's Roberts or something? Little... Yeah, is that is uh, that all you'd recommend? Or oh, you well, well then else? I got. This is just like a thing that's coming up that's really cool. So you remember Whiplash? Can't, can't go wrong with Whiplash. Yeah. So in Kitchener, they're doing on November 1st, uh, a, a viewing of the film with a full jazz band being composed by um, his name? Justin Hurwitz, who did like the music for uh, Whiplash and La La Land. So he's going to be there composing the whole thing. And I'm going to go. And it's fucking sick. And I'm really excited about it. That should yeah, be that'll pretty probably be fun. And then this came out literally 50 minutes ago. There's a new Planet of the Apes movie. It's uh, the fourth, technically, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. But this time it's not Matt Reeves. It's um, Wes Ball, who has only done really like the Blade Runner trilogy. So okay. we'll see where that goes. But I do think yeah, Andy Serkis is returning. It's exciting. Well, that's good. Yeah, he was kind of what I think. I I, I like those movies. They're pretty good. Yeah, I had a good time. So hopefully they're, hopefully they're, they're decent. What was the uh, what did I get up to? Um, I didn't really get up to much. I watched. I did watch the monsters, but we're gonna talk about that next week. And it's funny that we got I watched an ad for the monsters, like on the the Blu-ray of the Black Phone, was in that little trailer for the monsters. So, <laughs> love to see it. I wa- um I watched. Are you afraid of the dark? The reboot season, the limited se- series, which was you know decent for what I expected. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, the Nickelodeon, uh, it was decent. Worth a watch, I'd say. It wasn't like anything too, too special, but for what I expected, I, I enjoyed it. And then the other thing, I've just been playing Grounded. Uh, they fully released it. Has it been worth the hype? Are you glad you... you oh, yeah, it? dude. I fucking love that. It's probably my favorite game of the year, honestly. Oh, wow. Like, I played it... I played it... Um, I've been kind of playing it slowly throughout the release. Like, I mean, we bought it on day one. I got a thank you message when I started it. It said, thank you for purchasing Grounded. I was really happy about that. You got it day one. Um, and just, yeah, I bought oh, it like yeah. game preview day one. Yeah. And I remember thinking when I bought it, I was like, oh, I really hope they update this. And then the first update I think was the bird. I played at the oh. bird. I played a bit at the koi pond. And then I remember the hot and hazy update was like one of the big, big ones that added a ton of content. And that was like one of the most fun. And then they added like a wood pile and stuff. It was pretty, it's been pretty good. So now they've added like the rest of the game basically. And there's apparently a lot. Unfortunately, I've had the final boss spoiled for me. Mm. So I'm upset about that. But they've added a ton of stuff like cutscenes and, and everything. So I'm really, I'm really happy with it. I am enjoying it. I'll have to jump back into it. Yeah, we played a bit together. Not a whole lot, though. I think it was mainly the, the fucking connectivity issues that were pissing me off. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah I think fine. so. But anyway. Well, you yeah. only do the last update. I don't know if you played any more, but you, the last time we played was the Crow update, which was like the second update of the game, basically. Yeah, fair enough. I should probably give it a second so chance. So it's, it's like totally fucking different now. Okay. So you'll be fucking shocked at what they've added and stuff. Although I'm not starting another new game because... 
I've done that like seven times. <laughs> I'm not Fair doing enough. it anymore. Fair enough. I respect it. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, that's basically what I've been up to. I haven't been up to too much other yeah. than that. But I, so I guess without here. further ado, sorry. Oh, no, I was just thinking, like, the reason I've been doing much is because, like, fucking money is tight. And then I was looking at this can of Arizona, like the iced tea. This little fucker is the only thing that hasn't been touched by inflation. Everything else, 300% price. Yeah. <laughs> even the fucking $5, even the hot and ready, $5 hot and ready. It's like $8 now. It's crazy, dude. It upsets me. Greatly. Thank God for Arizona iced tea. And I think yeah, the Costco yeah. hot dogs, I think the Costco hot dogs haven't been touched by inflation yeah, yeah. either. They're still at a crisp 150. I actually got one just the other day. Just to test the theory. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, other than that, I think we can move right into the film discussion. I mean, I don't really have too much to say about it, but uh, so as promised last week, we're talking about the 2022 film The Black Phone by Scott Durkinson. Mm-hmm. Um, initial thoughts, Bart. What did you think about it? All right, I'm gonna try not to be overly negative because I, I, it's not a bad film by any means, but it's a bit boring, bit generic, bit predictable. I think. I thought Ethan Hawke as like the grabber was very underutilized. A lot of like missing plot points. There's some tension between whether it wants to be like a super grounded movie or like this another Stephen King clairvoyance kind of thing. So very much disappointed. I'm kind of unhappy that I spent thirty dollars on it. <laughs> but hey, you know, can't win them all. But I, I'd still go see it. It's like a really good um Steven Spielberg kind of movie that's kind of the vibe i got what about you hunter i thought it was okay um i wasn't overly impressed by it the same as you basically my general thoughts was this is like baby's first horror movie uh it wasn't like i think like it wasn't it wasn't really scary there was no kind of real moments where i was scared there was like a couple of scenes where i was like oh it's a little creepy but I was a bit disappointed. I thought Ethan Hawke was the best part of the movie. And like you said, he was not in it a ton as I thought he would be. Uh, I wish he was in it more, honestly. He was kind of the saving the saving grace of the movie. And yeah, there was a couple of things. I wish the, the ending was kind of... I didn't like the ending. I wish it was darker. I didn't like I it I wish either. it was darker, yeah. honestly. In, in all fairness, I thought... I actually have a note here. It's like, oh, I thought Prey had an unsatisfying ending. I thought, like, <laughs> dude, it wasn't like it was unsatisfying. It was just, like, it was just so, like, w- too happy. Like, it was just, like, this is a horror movie. Come on, give people, like, ended on, like, a low note. Like, you don't have... I mean, it wasn't, like... And, and my opinion would change if the character suffered through the whole movie, but the character didn't suffer at all. He got punched in the face once. He didn't get hit by the guy or anything. He got punched in the face, went downstairs, and then continued to fucking escape. And it's like, this guy's fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not very good at his job. But I guess, so those were our initial thoughts. I guess we should kind of get into it, give everybody some some context. Yeah, we'll, we'll break it down a bit. coming from. Break it down a little bit. If you want to if you wanna start the breakdown. Yeah, I can, I can start by giving a quick, quick little synopsis. Um, so, here, right from IMDb, uh, Finney Shaw is a shy but clever 13-year-old boy who's being held in a soundproof base- basement by a sadistic mass killer. When a disconnected phone on a wall starts to ring, he soon discovers that he can hear the voices of the murdered, the voices of the murderers, 
murderer's previous victim. My goodness. And they are dead set on making sure that what happened to them doesn't happen to Finny. So right off the bat, I'm going to say I like Finny and um, Gwen, the brother and sister. They have good chemistry. I like them together. So the movie opens on a baseball game. And we have Finny, who is our main character, as pitcher. And then we have the opposing team. The other noticeable, notable character there is Bruce, who is batting. Finney gets two strikes on them, and then Bruce gets a home run, which makes him upset a bit, Finney. But then Bruce comes to him and he's like, hey, man, your your arm is mint. Good arm. Dude, for, 19, for 1978, then, I thought that line was, did they say that back in 1978? That's so mint. Like, I thought that was like a modern thing. I was like, what the fuck decade is this? Honestly, it very well could just be some slang. I have no idea. I was like so confused. Mint. But yeah, Bruce fucking clutches the game, like a like a I don't know five v one in Rainbow Six. That was a deep cut joke, my goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then yeah, right out of that, we see Bruce and Finny kind of passing by each other. Finny's like, oh yeah, hey, thanks, man. Gets on his bike, and then it kind of cuts to like the like a montage. It feels a little bit like a like a TV montage. Yeah, yeah it just... cuts. It was actually shot on Super Eight, which is pretty cool. That was like, um, dude, I wish the whole movie was shot in film like they cut to like super eight in film i wish they just shot the whole thing in that because like yeah i don't know it, it just clean like i feel like what they're going for i feel like if this was shot in like the 70s or the 80s i feel like that film look would add more of a realism to like what's happening i don't know that's just kind of a, a, a nitpick i have with most movies shot in like 4k ultra like, I like when it's, like, shot on video or shot on film because it just looks so much more dirty with the film grain and, like, the fucking, the flickers and the hairs on the lens and stuff. And I just feel like it looks so much more dirty and unclean and, like, I just like it better in, in all fairness. I can at least appreciate that they actually, like, shot it on film and then yeah, just do it in Yeah, at least they, yeah, That's no, I definitely appreciate that they, commendable. that they had those scenes for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then in that little title card intro, we have a bunch of like missing kids posters flashing up here and there. And then at the end of it, we see that Bruce has been kidnapped by uh, the grabber, so they call him. And then I believe it just cuts right to uh, Finney's very happy home life with his father. <laughs> that was just an absolute treat to watch. Yeah. Hunter, what did you think? Where he's fucking like <laughs> spanking his daughter's ass and like beating her with a belt. Yeah, he's got the belt out. Yeah, the dad. He's just an absolute. I dog. think they. I think they tried to, like, I think they the producers tried to tell Scott Durkinson not to show this, but they didn't really fight him on it, so he just kept it in the movie anyways. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Mm. Do you know? Do you know that scene when uh she kind of runs away and the dad grabs her again and goes in for like a second. Like a couple more legs. That was all improvised. Oh, really? Whack. So I get. I guess that dad had some fucking. He had some. I guess that kid was being a little dickwad. On he was fucking angry on set. That guy. <laughs> he was like, you know what? I'll give him a fucking show. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was uncomfortable to say that. But you know what? It wasn't even like that whole plot line with the abusive dad. It just kind of comes and goes. Yeah. Like it wasn't and I even. They were going to bring it back because later on, like. The one of the killer, the one of the killer, the killer has this game. It's called Naughty Boy, that if you kind of break the rules, then he'll whip you. And I thought that was going to be like a big confrontation, like he's like kind of mirroring the dad. Yeah. But that went literally nowhere. Like the setup was all there, 
and nowhere. Yeah, like the dad being abusive had literally no anything. Like it didn't it, you didn't need to have him in the story, honestly. Yeah, and they did say that like it kind of it hardened Finny so he could take a punch and a beating, but he's literally like slapped yeah. and tackled once in his entire kidnapping. So yeah. it felt a bit. See, I, I really thought it was setting the tone really well. It's like it's gonna be dark and gritty, and I was like ready for some stuff. But then, yeah, dude, it's all pretty like lighthearted and clean, and it's all right. It was, yeah. And then there's like this fight at the high school between I don't know this one his the friend Ralph Matthew, and I have to say that this fight was like really, really dramatized. Like, it was like a Marvel fight. Like, they're, like, dodging punches and, like, throwing kids to the... Like, I remember fights in high school being, like, the most awkward thing. Like, they'd get really close and they'd just grab onto each other, rip their shirts off, and it was awful. Like, it was the most uninteresting like, yeah. thing to watch. And then you just fall to the ground and kind of just roll around. And, I mean, maybe it was, like, you... they didn't want to do that because it's an ugly thing to watch. But at the same time, I feel like... This is an ugly movie. We shouldn't have these like crisp choreographed fight scenes. Like it just is too clean of a movie. That's like what I thought it should be That's a dirt. It's so out of place. It's... Like this is like a so like sorry, a, a this is like a gross subject matter. A dude kidnaps children and murders them, and God knows what he does in between. I think it, like especially if the preceding scene was literally like this twelve-year-old girl getting beat by her alcoholic father. Because he's mad at her for using this clairvoyance, the Stephen King clairvoyance, where she dreams. And then we later find out that her mother also had the whole clairvoyance thing. But it took her down this path because he kept following these dreams and then eventually took her own life. So I guess the dad is kind of beating that out of her. But then just like the whole Finny thing, it doesn't really come back ever again. Like the mom is literally never mentioned again. The dreams just kind of work when they need to. They're not really explained super well. And, like, it's just, I don't know. That, that was my issue with the whole, like... That's a whole other plot point. Like, that didn't need to be in the movie, the whole psychic connection. Like, it just felt like such a cliched Stephen King. Like, it didn't... I don't feel like that needed to be in it at all. Like, the psychic stuff. Like, other mm-hmm. than, like, they could have just had, the like, the... Like, in all fairness, dude, I think the fucking how the girl found the missing kids in the peanut butter solution was better than how she found the missing kids in this movie. I felt they explained. Oh, yeah. She literally walked up to the house and she was like, oh, yep, there yeah, like she has like, I just felt like the psychic connection was only in the movie for that. Like, I think mm-hmm. in, in, in this kind of cuts. Actually, I'll just save it for the end. I'll save it for the end. I don't know if I should save this at the end also. But see, it would have been better, I think, is if that whole dreams thing was just like dreams because her dad is abusing her. She used to, like some escapism because you also see them like oftentimes just watching movies together when their dad is like passed out drunk, basically. So it's just kind of it makes sense, which is why it would have been cool if in the basement Finney started like hallucinating dissociating a little bit because he's locked up by himself and that kind of like brought in the dreams but then you wouldn't know if they were like actual you know like psychic abilities or if they were just i don't know him going insane trying to cope with stuff i feel like that would have been so much cooler and so much i don't know it would have fit the tone a lot better than yeah for sure random dream thing you know and i don't know where we're at in the movie but basically what i liked 
I like that they're bringing the pedo van back. They're trying to make it scary again. Because I remember seeing those white vans in high school and just remember thinking, well, that's a pedophile driving it. Like, that's a fucking rapist in that van. There's like, if it's. Especially in fucking Huntsville. Dude, every time I see those vans, I go, there's a, that's a rapist right there. Like, he's got somebody in the back. There's no, no other point for that to exist of that van. So. Why else could you possibly do it? Especially if it's like fucking pitch black or pitch white. So yeah, they're and there's always like this logo on the side, like Abra Billy's Donuts or something. I thought shit. it was like Abra no, Abra like... Kadabra or something because he's a magician. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think in the book, in the short story, I think he's a clown. He's not a magician. So they changed it for the movie because of uh, it. They didn't want him to be too like familiar. They didn't want it to be mm. too familiar to it. Which is funny because they still have like a lot of references to it, it's like the the raincoat, the balloons. Like some of the shots seem very similar to what uh, the what twenty sixteen it did. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Standing in the rain with the but, balloons. And yeah, no, there was uh, yeah. there was some similarities. Yeah, I do like when the grabber kidnaps the main kid, Finny. He just fucking goes for it. Like, there's no long drawn out to get him in the van. He's just like, hey, are those balloons. Yep, and then just does it, and it's like, oh. He doesn't fuck around. <laughs> it's oh. just, which is weird. It's it, it, it was really good. I liked it, but it was also weird because Finney is this like sensitive, empathetic kid. Like he doesn't even want to hear anybody mention the name of the grabber. He's so scared of it, and then approaches the first black fan he sees. He's like, "Oh, are those balloons? Let me get in there." Like, fuck you, Finney. What did you think was gonna happen? Well, no, he becomes he becomes suspicious. I thought when he saw the balloons, like he's like, are those black balloons? And then the like he kind of backed off, oh, but then the man. grabber kind of immediately noticed he was uncomfortable and was just like, you're coming with me. <laughs> and going, I guess so. That's fair enough. The one thing, dude, I love that I love that he's always wearing a mask or something. Like you don't really get to see his face fully. And I think fucking mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke saves the movie, in my opinion. Like, he's so good yes. as the grabber. Like, he's so fucking creepy. Even under the mask, you just feel so much expression from him. Like, I think it's honestly one of his best performances, in my in my opinion. Like, it's it's so good. It mm-hmm. saves the movie, in my opinion. It really does. He's, he, he's really good at communicating with his eyes, because early on in the movie, he's got, like, a full mask and just the eyes. Yeah. And that's, like, for a good 20 minutes. So he, he does that really well. And that kind of, not really, but leads into a scene that I really like too, and this might be my bias, but when they started playing uh, Pink Floyd's On the Run, right before, uh, or right after they told everybody that Finney was kidnapped, basically, and you see uh, Gwen running, like, back home, basically, but it does, like, the, the Jaws thing, where it, like, zooms in, but then also, oh, or, yeah, the, um... like, it pulleys in, but then zooms out, yeah. so it just looks like she's running in place. Which is really good at the song, and I, I, don't know, I really like that part for more than just the song. Yeah. But. Then he's kidnapped, and there's, like, the phone, right? And the basement isn't honestly that mm-hmm. scary. Like, in the book, it's described as being stained with the blood of previous victims. And oh. the basement's too open, in my opinion. There's too much space. Yeah, there's a lot of room, yeah. Like, I, it might be, like, something where they think, like, the amount of space is like intimidating, but I feel like if it was closed, like more enclosed, it would have been or more tightly shot. Like it felt like he had so much more freedom with the, with the wider shots in the, uh, in the cell. Like, I'm not sure if you got that, but I just kind of felt like, like he had a bathroom, Mm -hmm. 
Like, I was like, bro, why is this guy keeping him in a room with a window? Like, yeah. I would have put him in a box, like, if I was the grabber. Like, come on, man. Figure your shit out. He could have been renting that room out. Probably would have made some nice money off that. Like, it was a pretty nice room. I, I kind of like, I, I like it. I like those isolated, like, where it's just within pretty contained shots. and Well, not shots, but, like, those locations. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just, just, I don't think I like the movie very much. So I think I'm gonna pick out more negatives. <laughs> but it was, it was fine. Yeah, you know what? I don't know. I get that he doesn't, he doesn't have like the confidence to pursue things. And that's kind of where the whole black phone comes in. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of make up like, oh, I guess we should explain that part first before I dive into yeah, this. Yeah, go for it. But explain away. So explain away if I can. I, I um. So Finney's in the basement. And first, Ethan Hawke, as the grabber, comes down. And he's got, like, his full mask on. He's like, okay, so I promise you I'm not going to hurt you. I'll get you a soda or whatever. I just got to go deal with some shit, basically. And then in that time, Finney kind of just does nothing. He kind of just sleeps a bit. He tries some things out, but doesn't really have the confidence. That's, like, a big thing in the movie to try things out, which is fine. And then the grabber comes back again. But this time he doesn't have the mouthpiece on, or he has the full mouthpiece on. Something, yeah. Right. I can't remember. Yeah. But he he comes back down with, yeah. He comes back down and. Yeah, and then he basically tells, oh, Finney reaches for the phone. Sorry, Finney reaches for the phone, and then uh, the grabber's like, oh, that thing hasn't worked in years. I only heard it once when I was first down here, which kind of sets up like a okay, who is this guy? Which is nice, which I like. Yeah. Um, but then through the through the black phone, Finney keeps getting messages of previously abducted kids, and you're not quite sure if he's just hearing things or if it's actually supernatural. But then you start seeing like the bodies appear. Yeah, but only only, see them. only once though. You only see a dead kid. Only once. Only once. Yeah. So kind of drop the ball. And on they're that like, one. yeah, and they look fine. Like it's just some pretty generic like oh cuts on kids kind of thing like they're not decomposing or anything like that but then this is okay i don't know if i just misunderstood it but they start giving him advice right basically but to like so bruce is like okay i started digging under the floor to kind of go under the foundation and then finney runs over there and you start digging but obviously it hasn't been dug before so is that just is that actually Bruce telling him what to do, or is that more him like kind of figuring out, getting the confidence to try things out, that's a, or is that like actual that's like clairvoyance? That's a good question. I thought it might be. I honestly thought like he filled the grabber, saw that he was digging a hole, and then filled it in, like killed the kid and then filled it in, kind of deal. That's what I mm, got from okay, it. Okay, fair but, enough. Uh, no, you very well could be correct in that. I didn't even think of that. So that's pretty. Uh, that very well could be what what happened. The confusing part to me was he has these carpets in the basement and he's like, oh, like tie a rope around the window with like bars on it and then like throw like he so he tries to throw the rope around and they're like, use the carpet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he's going to climb up the carpet because That's and then thought, yeah. he feeds the rope up through the carpet. And it's like a shoe. And rope. I don't think it works that way, especially going up. So I was very confused when he did that. Um, but either way, he gets the rope up through the carpet, pulls the, like, tries to climb it, and then the grape pulls off. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of gives up, I'm See, I sure. thought for a second that for the rope, that it was, 
somehow like one of the kids was helping him pull through it because there is like some freaky shit going on over there because there's like some bottles pointing up in weird directions and whatnot dude i didn't get but it doesn't really i don't why did he need if the kid was was going to help him put it over why did he need the carpet yeah (laughs) exactly so i I was just i was also sussed out about that i was like wait a minute dude that's not how physics works and then anyways so there's detectives looking for him honestly I wasn't really in the side plot of people trying to locate him. I was mm-hmm. more so in the in the plot. Like I liked the plot of him trying to escape. I thought that was clever. But the one part I remember, he's like, oh, I'll leave the door open. And then he goes to go up, but the phone rings. And then he answers the phone. They're like, don't go up. He's waiting for you. And then he's mm-hmm. just like, the grabber's just sitting there with his shirt off, holding a belt. And I was like, oh. That's nasty. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's gross. That is freaky. <laughs> yeah, isn't that like so? I think the plot of his little, I guess, game you can call it. So there's like stages in his game. So if you're supposed to disrespect his rules, that's why he like he'll feed you, and then leave the door open when he leaves, or at least he won't leave it unlocked. So you're supposed to follow him, and then he'll just beat the shit out of you. And that part of the game is called Naughty Boy. Yeah, Naughty. So, what an awful title. Like. Yeah. Was he gonna spank you? Right. And the... then <laughs> I was. You could find a better title for that. I I feel. And then, see, I just was surprised they were calling it a game because there's only one stage. He's like, okay, you're a naughty boy, and then he kills you. Like it's not really a game. It's just you disrespect his wishes, I guess. And it's like, all right, GGs. Or maybe I missed the part. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. But with that is that the grabber, which also annoyed me is that he left uh, Finny with the rocket, which he had already stabbed the grabber with in the arm and like tore out a good chunk of flesh. And it's a flashlight, like it's a very practical tool. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, first of all, what the relevance of it was because he's holding it like the entire movie. It's like a huge thing. And then why? Oh yeah, the little, the little fucking the spaceship. The little like, play rocket. The little space. Yeah. I think that was to just tell you that he was interested in space and like a science oh, okay. kid. Fair enough, like a creative but not computational yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, um, fair enough. Okay. Anyways, I think the little girl dreams of a... Ha- I don't know where we are, honestly. I can't remember where we last were. But anyways, a major plot point, I guess. The little girl dreams of... No, the police go to this guy house, Go to this guy Max's house who's like super conspiracy theory. And he's like, oh, I know. I know. I'm going to help you guys. Like, I'm going to help you guys. And he's like this weird character. And then it, like, they're like, hey, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, just call us if you see the kid. Also, like, you're doing, we know you're doing cocaine. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then the guy's like, uh, oh, yeah. Then it, like, pans down. And it's like the basement is the kid. And at first I was like, is Max the killer? Like, I was like, is that the killer? And then I was so confused by that cut. Like, I wasn't sure if this is the house or... Like, I wasn't sure if this is the house or anything. Like, I think that would have been a great if they met with Ethan Hawke as opposed to Max because the character Max just exists to get an axe in the head. Like, what I thought, dude. And to be, like, some dumb comic relief, which is... Oh, dude, that was... He was the dumbest character. But what I thought when I saw Max... And I realized, like, oh, he's actually in the basement. Like, Mac, he's actually in Max's basement. Like, this is his brother. Because there's a scene where he, he tries to escape. 
using like the kid calls him says like oh the padlock here like blah 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 and i can i can get out and and stuff like that and he uses like he escapes and then the grabber basically runs after him catches him and throws him back in the basement like it's it's a pretty good that's the best scene in the movie in my opinion when he escapes i thought that was pretty interesting and really really well shot and kind of honestly pretty scary like like the, it was a pretty tense moment in my opinion but yeah the best scenes in the movie are definitely when it's ethan hawk and finney like grab it when it's just them two i think so, so, so dude i point. thought i thought the movie was going to end like the little girl guides them to the house they go to the house and then they arrest max and then you're led to believe that max was the killer but then there would always be that lingering fear did they actually get the killer like like this guy was such a goofball we saw him snorting cocaine and really obsessed with who did it did we actually get the right guy like i thought that would have been such a great perfect bittersweet ending to kind of leave you on like a sour note like it ends happy for the characters but there's always that lingering fear of did they actually get the guy but unfortunately oh, that's good. he got an axe to the head not. and i was like like come on yeah american psycho style yeah i was i don't know actually i like what you said a lot i was thinking that it would have been cool since they're brothers right and like ethan hawk the grabber is like very very afraid of showing his face to the point where if his mask is ripped off he'll like scream in terror and cover his eyes yeah that what would was... be cool is if like he was like committing the murders and taking everybody in and then max was like the front of the whole thing they kind of holding up a nice character kind of deal that could have been and taking yeah. attention away while doing that but i don't yeah. know either way he was a dumb comic relief yeah. character and i think he was only that, unfortunately i think he was only in the movie to get an axe to the head that's the R rating. I don't think there was even a scene of an R rating until that act scene. No, based, there was a lot of swearing, and I think a C word. Yeah. And a couple oh, of yeah. uh, a couple the, of uh, F slurs. Yeah. So I think that's what got the R rating. But um, I don't know where we were, but I don't yeah. I don't really have too. Much I was just more. when uh, when Ethan Hawke uh, or when the grabber when Finney tried to escape and he got him back, basically. Yeah. So he... and yeah, I I I, I like the whole Finney like his stuff the whole gwen i think it's the gwen yeah no her subplot is strange yeah. remember that really weird scene that was kind of like thrown in the middle where she goes to her little dollhouse pulls out a bible and like a little figurine of mary and like a little cross yeah, and she's just and like praise to fuck, jesus. jesus that was kind of that was kind of yeah. goofy i was like oh my yeah. god dude one scene she was like oh thank you jesus bring him home for me and then the next scene she was like oh you know are you even real jesus and it's like super on her nose and i never touch on it again and i was like yeah. are her powers like christian powers like what's going on yeah it was it was weird dude i mean i don't have too many more notes i mean i guess i like the final scene happens he basically uses the whole do you mind if i go to the final scene i don't really have too much more no please yeah, um, yeah, yeah. the final scene is he Basically, he digs a hole. Uh, Max comes down. Max figures out that it's his brother doing the killing. He goes down to the basement. He sees the kid. And instead of helping the kid, he keeps trying to tell him, like, oh, I, let me tell you how I found him. And then he gets an axe to the brain. The detectives are being led by the sister to the location. They go to into a house, but, oh, they don't know where they are. They're not, they can't really find the basement. And then Max is, or Finn, sorry, Finn has been, like, instructed by the ghosts of how to fight back. He basically lures the grabber down a hole. The grabber breaks his ankle. 
and then he just beats him to death with a phone with the phone filled with sand in the hole and, and then he strangles him the fucking phone wire with the wire yeah and like breaks his neck and i thought this part was kind of goofy where it's like this phone calls for you and then he picks it up and they're like fuck <laughs> you and then he breaks his neck i was like okay we've reached a fucking goofy ass level here yeah and then Damn. that's also like a 14 year old child who's never fought in yeah life. and then and then basically so then it's like oh happily ever after he's found courage kids at school start to respect him because the rumor that he killed the man the grabber is around and, and anyways so final thoughts what did you think uh, i don't know i'd recommend it pure i'm not not quite purely i'm not that mean i for ethan hawk's performance definitely go check it out it's a yeah. lot of fun the movie is fun. It's not it's I, by any means. It's not a bad movie. It's I, just there's a lot of missed potential. I think. I think, dude. I think the first half is boring. The middle half is a solid movie. There's a movie there that will keep you entertained, and the latter ending is disappointing. I yeah. do recommend people I watch it. Don't don't up. not watch it. But I feel like, honestly, if you want, like, I feel like this is a source material. A dude kidnapping and murdering children is a very serious subject matter. And they kind of took it really lightheartedly, I felt. Mm-hmm. And. But like in a, and not like a, like a satirical way, like in a. Like in like a. Kind of like missed the mark Yeah, in like a goofy comedy <laughs> way. Like, no, I feel like, yeah, we've, we've talked about it pretty negatively. I think if you want to watch a decent kidnapping movie watch peanut butter solution i honestly feel the peanut butter solution is better than this movie um that is a way scarier movie and it takes itself a little more seriously than this movie so watch that movie which we will cover in mm-hmm. the future i would like to we i would will. like to say we will cover that movie eventually but oh you know what's cool too like they, they had sorry i completely forgot about this they have uh tom savini on special effects which is i think dope. all dude i think, I think like all the, he did was the mask the 40 mask i think he right? just did the mask yeah. but yeah that's still pretty cool that mask he was credited nice. and yeah. stuff that's pretty and then as like a final funny thing that i just read on the fucking the amazon trivia thing added again so jason blum like the ceo of blumhouse pictures yeah. or whatever it's called he somehow got access to um scott derrickson's basement and planted like a single black phone there, which is pretty fucking funny. And then it rang, and he made it loop directly to his own cell phone, so he would pick up once it rang and be picked up and shit. Oh, that's wild. Pretty pretty funny, actually. Yeah, right? That's wild. And it's still there. Yeah, so I was a little disappointed by this movie, but by all means, guys, don't take our opinions on it. Go watch the movie for yourself. Form mm-hmm. your own opinion. You know, same thing with all the movies we do we we, we cover here. Um, next week, what are we doing next week? I believe we promised the monsters. Monsters, Rob Zombie's the yeah, monsters. Rob Zombie. I have watched this already. I will watch it again. Um, nice. It's something. Oh no! It's that's all. Okay. I'll just you know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe okay. I, maybe okay. I liked it. You okay. know, maybe I enjoyed it. But yeah. it's something. That's all I'll say. Other than that, guys. All right. That's going to conclude it's conclude this episode of Echo Video Podcast, and thank you all for watching, and we'll see you next week.